You're listening to Reawaken, a podcast by The Humane Clinic. Our hosts are Humane Clinic therapists Matt Ball, Rory Ritchie and Bernie Maywald. Our theme music is Hope by the talented Addo Mull. Everywhere people, in every place, all of the countries and each race need your hope. That's what this world is in need. Hope is in the water that sprouts the seed. Hope is the thing that stops Welcome. you bleed. Thanks. Welcome to you. We're back. Yeah, we did one episode that we claimed was the beginning of a second season, so I guess this is episode two, season two. But yeah. We were just saying we weren't going to waste too much time doing, doing the introduction, so yep. welcome to the Reawaken podcast, rebooted, season two. You're here with me, Rory Ritchie. And Matt Ball. Both of us work at the Humane Clinic. Yes. And just listening. Uh, so what we're going to do is just do a bit of a check-in, see where we're up to mm. in ourselves today in this moment. Mm. We'd, we'd probably call this just listening, right? Yeah. Yeah. We would. So do you want to speak first or do you want to listen? Um, no, I'm happy to go first. Okay. Just quickly. Um, and it might be slightly cryptic because I want to talk about how I'm feeling, not about the events that maybe preluded how I'm feeling um, so much. Um, I feel a bit like somebody's cracked a can of warm Coke and poured it into my brain. So it's kind of like bubbly and gross and like sugary Coke, not Coke Zero. Like So it's kind of gross and sweet when it's warm. Yeah. Grossly sweet and fizzy and bubbly. Um, so I'm kind of frustrated and demoralized and then kind of angry and going to kind of fire out reactions of being overly motivated back to demoralized, um, Mm. kind of frustrated with the kind of the mental health act and mental health system and, SACAT tribunal processes and all the kind of work and gamble of emotion in working with somebody um, to fight all of those powers and then to be left with quite demoralising kind of and almost and seemingly outside of process outcomes Mm. Yeah, so a bit all over the place. I don't know if I really feel like talking or if my words will come out very clearly, which might not be great for podcast recording, but we'll see see how it goes. And that's me for now. Thanks. How are you? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's good to hear you, actually. Um, How am I? Look, I've just been in a suicide narratives group today and just sat as a group of six people um probably in the opposite of what you've just described just seeing people being people being one of the people in a group where there was no great process and there certainly wasn't a contradiction in process there was you can be how you are and no one's gonna decide how that's allowed to be or what should happen about that so the opposite and i came out of that and was pretty like wow 
that's an amazing space to be in to have the experience of being amongst and then to hear what you've experienced today you said a word the gamble of working with someone and I suppose for me there's a that sort of sums it up for me I feel like that yeah there's a bit of a risk of being distressed being with someone in distress not because of the two people involved but because of all the rules and games around the edge um yeah but I'm kind of excited as well because I want to do this podcast with you yeah and I presume this I don't know what we'd call it this state of being together when having different experiences at this moment might just be a great resource mm. for this podcast. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So I don't know what we're going to particularly talk about. That's me anyway. So thanks yeah. for listening to No, me. thanks. And I really enjoyed hearing where you're at. It made me feel different to where I was at when I first spoke, hearing where you're at. Yeah. It's nice. Um, I think we should also mention that we're now filming the podcast oh yeah so if you're listening to this on the podcast feed yep you can also access it on youtube yep we'll release it at the same time onto youtube so you can also watch us if that pleases you i'm not sure why it would but (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i'm not sure but it might who knows who knows um so we talked about what backdrop we were going to have because we hadn't quite organized a reawaken podcast logo or something yet so we've yeah. got the love not labels sign from the reawaken festival yeah with us at the moment yeah new people to that reawaken was a big five-day event we put on in 2019 that one of the things that came out of that was this podcast yeah and and the desire to have conversations that perhaps aren't had around mental health addiction trauma whatever words we want to put to stuff so yeah, thanks for that. So I want to launch in, Rory. I want to kind of get into what we're going to talk about, and I suppose what what's on my mind is the mental health industry. Mm. And I and I don't. I'm not really intending this to be a getting at people podcast or anything like that. But I, I, I'm more than anything, I'm bemused by what we call the mental health industry, and whether the mental health industry itself has anything to do with human beings and how they experience the world in terms of what we call well-being. So does the mental health industry, do people say after they've used the mental health industry at whatever level, oh, my well-being feels really Mm. high up the list now? Because I suspect that's not what the outcome of the mental health industry is for most people. It gets people's experiences get lost in an industry, uh, just as I suppose in the oil and gas industry, we all quite like driving our cars, but we're a bit conflicted because we're raping the earth of natural resources in, in order to do so. And in the mental health industry, we're in distress and we reach out and we don't necessarily get something that's less distressing, but we kind of need to believe it's okay. I thought you were going somewhere different with that. Right. That We all quite, quite know <laughs> that the earth's dying and it's because we're burning fossil fuels but it's much more convenient for us just to forget about it while we're driving to work, much like... Yeah. And, or we're completely ignorant of what's really happening. Mm. So it might be a lot easier for us to kind of shut away the mental health system or people who feel like they might disrupt our 
comfortable lives. Yeah. And rather than hearing their stories, we kind of can just pretend it's not happening so we can drive to work. Yeah, that's right. Like a petrol station, right? A gas station. They're all modern and dynamic and nice lights around them and there's a shop by them because that helps us remember that we haven't just dug several holes in the ground because <laughs> we don't want to hear that story because <laughs> that story is not comfy and that is like the lives of people that come to the mental health system where right? we don't mm. you know the, the group i just sat in today we heard about people's lives and that was actually beautiful and very connecting because other people were able to say ah oh, yeah yeah that's not the same as me but that relates to my life and those those conflicts those problems those dilemmas difficulties of living oh yeah i've got difficulties of living oh it's kind of nice to know other people have as well not not we haven't got the same we're not curing each other by sharing stories about the same we're just acknowledging that those stories are there and actually being allowed to do that is a value but that's not the mental health system right yeah. mental health system is about saying oh you've come here for a transaction because something's wrong and we're quite clever, so we know how to resolve that for you. Happy with that? Good. Could you go away now? Um, so something we've been talking a lot about is our tiredness of whinging about problems or things that could be felt like negative, and well, what do we do then? What's the solution? Well, we feel like we actually... I try pretty hard to work on solutions, so I don't feel um, I don't feel all that positive, given some things that have, as some outcomes that have happened today. But I also want to challenge us yeah. on the podcast to let's not just whinge. Yeah, as we've as we've spoken about before, we hit record. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about. Let's be compassionate and talk about. You know, and even if we are criticizing something that comes from a place of compassion and love yeah. for the human beings that we yeah. know and have had experiences with in our life. So, instead of what happens in the mental health system now, what else should we be doing? Yeah, or do we do that works? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for bringing that around because absolutely, I think we need to name what it is that's going on but absolutely there's many things going on right that are beautiful that we could easily pop into a system mm. so they are sort of in part of the ecosystem of mm. humans being humans mm. and the thing when you say that that springs to mind for me is we mostly at the clinic here and in just listening we see people who others might describe as having psychosis being suicidal and for the most part are fearful of confused by disorganized by and these are these aren't the people in distress these are the people that are around them and the thing that i love most that happens here is i i just get to meet humans being humans mm -hmm. and it sounds a bit simplistic but really that's what we do right someone comes to see us we share a, an environment that feels nice we have a nice coffee together and we try and be in relationship and I want to break that down even more. What we're talking about when we're saying being nice and making nice coffee together is we're not trying to control the other person and tell them what to do or how they're expected to behave or not. Mm. I mean, maybe with the limits of that if somebody's being violent or making somebody else feel unsafe, then that's not okay. Yeah. But otherwise, we notice it's much easier to be in 
nice relationship or two people to be nice to each other when they're not telling each other what to do or having expectations that they have some responsibility of authority or control of some or some way that they have to act. Yeah. And that we're listening to each other. So if one person tells the other what they need, the other can listen to that. Yeah. So I have in my mind, I'm going to tell, yeah, I'll tell this story. Um, over the Christmas break, I was in the RA with um, a gut complaint, so I went to emergency. R- Rural a, Adelaide Hospital. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, yeah. Had a, a weird and wonderful experiences and met some great people in the emergency waiting room. But the bit I want to talk about is when a code black was called and somebody was detained by a whole bunch of staff and a police officer and forcefully sedated quite close to me so I saw some of it and heard heard the rest of it and just the part I want to speak about is the person quite clearly saying if you just there's seven of you in the room it can some people just leave like I like so can you just have can we have less people in the room yeah in you know a whole different range of ways but that was what they were continually continuously asking so maybe if we listen to people yeah and there could be one person in the room. Maybe it doesn't get to a point of violence and yep. forceful sedation and strapping somebody to a bed. Yeah, I love that. Because I think what you're saying then is, I mean, that's a horrible scenario. And, but I think what you're saying is here we, we're quite open to listening to what people... How, how do you want to do being here for an hour? Yeah, how do you want to do being here? How do you want to do being together in Yeah, you want to sit on the grass outside yeah. like you did with someone yesterday. You want to sit in the nice room that you feel safe in. You want fresh coffee? You want filtered coffee? They're, they're little things. But I don't know what you want to drink right now. So I, I like these glasses. They're green glasses. I like them more than the other glasses. Like I think I enjoy holding them more. So maybe I'd feel a bit more comforted by holding that. Mm. So if you found that out, you might bring me this glass and I might mm. feel a bit more grateful for my glass of water. Only a little bit, but it's, it would change something, right? Every time I drink out of these glasses, I think I think Bernie just bought them and brought them in. Yeah. And I really like them. Yeah. They're a bit kind of retro. Yeah. And every time I drink from them, I think about Bernie and I like that. So this is the alternative to the mental health system, right? Is that we're going to drink from glasses that someone we care about a lot bought they remind us of a bit of a retro scene. So drinking water out of them feels different. So then our behaviour will be different. Mm. And <laughs> even though we are professionals, we're drinking from the same, not, not the same glass, two equal glasses with the person we're sitting down with. Yeah, yeah. So we don't have a coffee cup and they've got a plastic mug. No. I don't have a coffee cup with my name on. Mm. Do you? No. No. And I want to tell you about the story. I was in Flinders recently with my heart and there was someone in a cubicle down the way and they were doing tests on my heart and she had been brought in and detained under the act and there was about 18 people around the cubicle. She she was saying, look, I just really want to go and get some heroin. And she was saying, and so they were saying, you can't leave, you're detained, right? You've got to be, you've got to be reviewed in the morning. And it was a very weird scenario because if we listened to her, she said, well, I've just rung my dealer because you haven't taken my phone off me and he's available now. And I was suicidal when I came in because I couldn't get hold of him and I'm withdrawing. But you won't give me any opiates for my withdrawals. So if you let me go now, I'm going to go straight to my dealer and have some heroin and I won't be suicidal. 
which if you've ever worked in drug and alcohol or used any substances, when you really want substances, it's really easy to feel like the world's ending when you can't get them. So this woman, in the moment of distress and withdrawal, was actually giving them an out. And they couldn't hear it. So she tried to run out, and of course she, bad things happened. But again, it was that story of, what are we trying to do here? We're trying to create environments within the confines of what we've got. People can choose to come here and they can tell us how they'd like it to be in these sessions. And is it so important to assume that authority of, oh, no, I couldn't possibly let you go and do what you need to do or take, I have to respond in a certain way to somebody yeah. expressing that what they need right now is an illegal drug that in the kind of, in the reality that that's, what's going on in that person's life and that it's okay to accept that and in that moment that is actually what's best for them yeah. and we can move forward from there yeah and we can negotiate this between us right mm-hmm. someone brought a cat in yesterday to their session i had an allergic reaction the person said oh next week if i bring the cat in shall i bring some antihistamines <laughs> i said could you not bring the cat in <laughs> mm-hmm. is that a good place to go for a break yeah, should we go for a break and come back with a bit of a theme to yeah. finish this off for the last 10 or 15 minutes? And Yeah. yeah. All right, let's right. a bit. Hey guys, it's Lou. I just wanted to let you know that Humane Clinic offers individual psychotherapy as well as supervision for professionals and teams. Please call 0466 368 or email info at humaneclinic.com.au to find out more. Welcome back. We're back for the just a second half, finish up. Um, first of all, we just wanted to say that we, we have a, another person in the room with us. So Lou is in the room with us. Lou is our administrator and other things at Humane Clinic. A human. Hey, Lou. Hello. So if you hear someone in the, in the background, it's Lou. Yeah. Lou's helping us with the video recording. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we, we wanted to come back and talk a bit about I guess like the so what and and what can we do that's useful, like what's practical, what's realistic. I think that's what we wanted to talk about, right? Yeah, the so what, I think that's a good, defines a bit better what I was mumbling through earlier. If we can keep our podcast episodes in the so what, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, and I'll just tell you where the so what comes from. I was writing a book chapter about the power through meaning framework and psychosis with Gareth, psychologist in England, and I was telling him, can we include dissociacotic in the book? And he said, yeah, dissociacotic, so what? And I I, I was like mildly affronted. (laughs) It's my theory. That's what. But he he held fast, and I said, well, power through meaning framework, so what? Because I think it's a really good question, like what? So what? All these ideas we have. And so what we were talking about is what when we're trying to create environments and contexts where people can just be humans, being human, rather than being patients, being psychiatric in a mental health system, in any environment, as you were saying, we can just be human. But what do we need to do to do that? Mm. I don't think it's about nursing or social work or psychiatry or peer work or 
OT or any of those things. I think it's about whether we, we're willing to take responsibility as individuals and as a collective about you've, you've asked for support or I've offered support to you. Well, if I'm, if I'm saying I've got something of offer, really what, I think what I'm saying is this is what I can offer you and you might choose to find out whether that's useful or not. Mm-hmm. And responsibility for that, it being that we're two people in relationship. Yeah. How you behave is in direct relationship with how I behave. Yeah. So if you get up now and start being horrible to me, I'm going to behave in a completely different way. Yeah, God, we see that. It's a nice way we're talking now about something we're passionate about. Yeah, and the difference, right? The difference. So we don't get into, yes, but the person's being manipulative or difficult. No, I, I as the worker, whatever role I'm in, supporter, I have more power here. You know, I have scientification, I have society's opinions, mm. I have mm. the industry on my mm. side. So the reason why I need to behave differently, rather than asking you to behave differently, is because I'm in the position of power. Mm-hmm. So that's a really important. What is it I'm doing that means your reaction changes? That's the only thing I can take responsibility for. Whereas if I say to you, oh, you're a bit manic or you're a bit psychotic or you're a bit overwhelmed, can you change? Mm. I presume the answer is no mm. in that moment. But yeah, I do have control over what I can change, which I can notice when I'm speaking to you like that. Mm you're becoming more agitated or upset or... Hmm. Yeah, and I, and I think one of the things we've learned is that if you're ready to respond to someone before they finish talking, you're not actually listening to them. So you're going to do the thing where you do things to people. You're not really listening at all. And, and, and those things are going to be governed by the stories of your own life, right? So if I, if I know that the best answer and reaction to someone who's crying is A, B and C... I don't really need to know why they're crying because I can just tell them A, B and C. How we're trying to do things is I wouldn't know how to react to you crying, but if I am willing to listen and manage all my own stories and my own anxieties and my own wisdoms, my own training, my own position in the industry, maybe you're going to tell me what's the most useful thing I can do in this moment to be with you. And that's going to be, it's going to feel vulnerable to me. But I, don't, I needn't forget that I'm the one that asked you if it would be useful f- for me to be here. And if you say no, then I could just go away. Mm-hmm. Come back another time. Offer it again. You could ask for it again, whatever. So one of the so what's is you could just slow down and listen a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. And you could do that in any environment is what you were saying in the break, wasn't it? There's no setting where you can't do that. Right. Yeah, let's put aside, oh, I can't do that because of the organisation or the institution I work in. We can all take, resp- take responsibility for being more human. Or even acknowledging to ourselves or anyone else, oh, I behaved like that because I felt pressure, because I was tired, because I got mixed up in my responsibility or my fear of what I should be doing. Yeah. We can also talk about that as well. Yeah, Bernie talks about this in Just Listening, doesn't she? She said, if you respond to yeah. someone on your agenda, you could just say to them, oh, I wasn't really listening to you. I'm really sorry. I got mm. caught up with my story. Mm. Could you tell me what you said again? Because uh, I'd really like to hear it mm. this time. And that, that, I think for the listener, for their supporter, that's really empowering. I'm sure it will be different 
and perhaps useful to the person who's telling the story. Mm. And so I just want to clarify as well, not only the environments and the institutions, but the methodologies of interventions, as it were, that we talk about. So it doesn't matter what psychotherapy, peer work, social work, intervention you're doing. You, you could just notice why you're doing that and not do it for a bit. Like if you're writing a prescription, you could stop writing a prescription and listen a bit longer. If you're doing CBT... You could stop with your diagrams and getting people to think about their thoughts and feelings. Just spend some time in relationship a bit longer. If you're doing, you know, mapping out someone's parts or you're working with voices and you really want to get a construct, yeah, you can do that. Or you could, maybe you're starting to bring your agenda and priorities in. Yeah. What does it matter to wait a bit longer, hear a bit more? Yeah, and I do enjoy, I often come to you with, I feel feel some pressure to formulate or come up with answers or push push something along, and I obviously come to you with it because I know you're going to remind me to slow down and listen. Yeah, and what ha- and I love the most what happens in that moment is you tell me the other things you were thinking about. Yeah. So you've come with one thing to tell me and a question, and if I don't really do much, I am doing a lot. I'm yeah. listening, yeah. but if I don't really do anything to you you start telling me another version of that story with different knowledge, different information. It's normal, isn't it? I think. So the so what is people also have stories yep. to tell and we can just spend time listening to those. Yeah. And that is, that is the beauty of an alternative way mm-hmm. of working. Mm-hmm. Cool. Which is a reminder to me today that quite often there's not a lot we can do to provide a fix or a solution to somebody's problem, particularly when the thing's already happened to a person. Oh, yeah. Short of some kind of Bill and Ted type time machine. (laughs) We can't really undo things that have already happened in our linear experience of life, of living. So maybe we can stop trying to fix or solve things and listen to what that experience that person's experience of that was in the context of where they are now yeah absolutely and so i want to say two things on that one is i'm a little bit uncomfortable using bill and ted's time travel and not doc brown's from back to (laughs) the future (laughs) there was there was a weighing over my head in in the milliseconds before but i couldn't remember doc brown's name (laughs) yeah. so but it's kind of a good example right (laughs) And, and the other thing is, is I think that's what the psychotherapy that we're offering at Humane Clinic is, is realising that maybe, maybe people can come and share stories safely with, with real intention to be heard by the listener. Mm. And in doing that, we can explore what it's like to be in a relationship that's a bit different. We won't fix things, we won't solve things, because we can't. But we might have different experiences of living if the other people were interacting with are behaving differently, like the therapist, the support of the family member are behaving differently. And let them use their own language yeah. or tell their story in their own way. Yeah. yeah. So I shouldn't really have said anything about Bill and Ted, yeah. should I? No. Just stay with that. You could have told me to start again to explain what I was explaining in a way that fitted into the way you wanted the podcast to run because you'd already decided before we sat down how... Yeah, but we didn't talk about the time travel. So, 
We're going to be back regularly? Yes, weekly. Weekly? Yep. Good. And Lou's going to hopefully join us and be able to make sure that we're up on YouTube as well so people can watch the podcast. Yeah. Uh, if you want to interact with us, info at humaneclinic.com.au. If there's something we're not talking about or you have anything to say about what you're liking or not liking about the podcast, be, be compassionate, but be in communication with us, for yeah, sure. I love that. Yeah, do be compassionate, but let us know what you'd like us to talk about or mm. what we're not saying. Mm. And coming up, I think we are going to, we're going to have a series of weekly podcasts and we're going to intersperse that maybe at some point with some interviews with some people. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. we're hoping, thinking, planning. We'll have some kind of interview type podcasts coming up, which will be fun. Yeah, we'll be, be good. Fun. Yeah. We'll be good. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. We uh, really enjoyed it. Thanks, Matt. All right. Thanks, Lee. Thanks, Lee. <laughs> Bye. Everywhere people, in every place, all of the countries, and each race need your hope that's what this world is in need hope is in the water that sprouts the seed hope is the thing that stops you bleed hope is the ivory in the weed so give hope and live hope and when your kids are hungry feed them hope if the system bleeds you dry have hope if the situation makes you cry have hope because now it's time to dry your eyes and hope that that'll keep your dreams alive i hope that you hope Cause everyone's future is resting on your hope Can take the worst thing and turn it around Hope can find the lost that was not to be found Hope can make the loser them start gaining ground Hope can turn your pennies right back into pounds Cause hope can be rebuilt even when it's been killed And if you believe, your hope will be fulfilled But be polite, just to raise your hope Just to make you think that they're helping you cope They're selling you eggs without no yolk they're wearing you down until your will is broke This ain't real hope, they don't feel hope They real hope and deal hope and turn it into false hope Then we give up on this world like it's a sinking boat We let each other drown instead of flinging the rope We're turning the place into some kind of joke But we can't laugh, we can't lose hope In these times while they commit these crimes Because there's nothing else out here keeping us afloat Hope is elusive, a glint in the eye That something is exclusive, that thing they can buy won't make excuses, they just sit and ask why Our mistakes are conclusive, hope will just die But I wouldn't lie, singing all on the by Give hope a try, and hope gets high You'll be bereaved, but you'll also receive Have hope, can be deceived, you've just got to believe And hope, don't let it leave, or ever receive Just hope, and then one day, you're going to succeed You can't live without hope, don't go without hope Don't doubt hope, will keep you warm when you're shivering with cold Young when you're tired and old Hope can make a frightened man hearty and bold But hope can find the truth that has never been told Cause some people take hope And some people fake hope But you are the people You people here You're the ones that I feel are sincere You're raising my hope Will hold your hand when you feel insecure Hope will find a way Through any locked door Hope will give you guidance when you're feeling unsure Make a point to the wise Even when there's a floor so much more and so much more and so much more hope will do it all and so much more